Business Bros is your show, where small business professionals just like you come to tell their stories. This podcast is for those who understand the number one rule in business, which is to be of service to others. Learn how today's professionals generate leads, what's working on social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of those who are out there doing the real work. And now let's welcome your hosts, Hernan Cias, the real estate bro with eXp Realty, the cloud-based brokerage where top producers reign, and James Cias, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, making sure you are covered because there's a lot riding out there. And now here are the business bros. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. <laughs> what up, ladies and gentlemen? Hernan Cias here, host of the Business Bros podcast, where we help you create oh create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow. You got it. You got it. And here's your co-host. The insurance bro, James Sears with Pipeline Insurance, where we are empowering licensed professionals to effectively add insurance into their existing businesses. Boom. Boom. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, check this out. Today's guest is a man of many talents, bringing his many gifts to the proverbial table as a barbecue chef extraordinaire. This man is a true believer in low and slow. In addition to putting Kansas City to shame, today's guest has been a social media pro and has taken his barbecue catering business to the next level by doing the same thing he helps and encourages others to do, create meaningful content as a podcast host digital content creator and food porn provider today's guest is asking for help from our audience to help the leukemia and lymphoma society beat blood cancer sign up to save lives with this multifaceted multi-talented multi-dimensional hero give a warm business bros pod welcome to this amazing guest from cali comfort barbecue and the digital hospitality podcast Sean Walchev. Oh man, I didn't have I didn't have my audio queued up. Dang. See, I missed something. You guys over here rushing me. I didn't have my. I'm a huge fan of Fight Night, and you just got me fired up. Like I'm ready to walk out of the tunnel, ready to get this thing going. Yeah. So was it worth the 15 that. minutes? It was worth the 15 minutes. We, we were late, but that's that's a different subject. It's all good. Fired up. Uh, all right, all right. We're here. Welcome to the show, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us, man. We appreciate it. I appreciate you guys for having me. Dude, all right. I'm I'm curious to find out about all these different things that you got. But before we get started, I want to remind our audience, we are in the insurance business, ladies and gents. James is the insurance guy. Hit him up for all your insurance needs, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. We got two events coming up this week or this month on February 13th, which is this Thursday. It's going to be Resolution 2020. Make sure you guys get your tickets. James is going to drop the link in the show notes. Use the uh, promo code BOSS2020 to get your 10 bucks off. And then on February 25th at 630, we have fuck up nights. That's where we have entrepreneurs get together. They talk about the different mistakes that they've made in the industries that they're in. That way we learn from their mistakes. We don't have to step in the same hole they did. That's going to be February 13th. So make sure you guys check both of those out. All right. You ready? Ready. All right. I want to know a little bit about you prior to all this barbecue stuff. I mean, I got to know you a little bit on the show. You're a 2000 kid just yes. like me. So, uh, you know, what did you like just jump into this thing and that's it? You were doing barbecue or like how did you kind of get into this? So I'm I'm a Y2K baby. It's kind of what I call it, like an elder millennial. Yeah. So I grew 
was born in 82, graduated high school in 2000, the year that the internet was supposed to stop Earth as we know it. Um, I remember for, that. For me, I never thought I would be in the restaurant business. I grew up um, actually bussing tables and washing dishes at my family restaurant when I was 12 years old, and I fucking hated it. You're like, I'm never doing this. I was like, absolutely not. This is the last thing that I was going to do. Um, ended up going to University of Colorado at Boulder. Um, had an incredible time, almost too good of a time. But then moved back here, graduated from University of San Diego, and thought I was going to go to law school. Applied, right. applied to law school, all three law schools, Thomas Jefferson, uh, Cal Western, and University of San Diego, and they all rejected me. They said no. So they said, you fuck said, no. They said, <laughs> they no, said, we don't want no. you. So what, you decided? So I took those letters, and I framed them, and I hung them on my desk. As said, motivation? Like, yeah. I'm going to do something anyways. That's correct. So you went back to the restaurant business, or what? No, I was uh, I was actually with uh, one of my closest friends, Corey Robinson from Colorado. Him and I, we were started a real estate company, so we were doing single family residential kind of um, rehabbing houses, flips. Yeah. It was a perfect time. Uh, it was a good time, and it was actually the best of times and worst of times because yeah. it was two thousand six <laughs> to two thousand and eight. <laughs> you bought it right at the end. yeah. So um, we learned a lot through that, and then we had an opportunity to uh, get a liquor license at a location. Actually, was the location that. I grew up busting tables in and um, we <laughs> you got dragged like, back by the alcohol. Is that what happened? I got dragged back by the alcohol. I've always been uh, somebody that could, could recruit people well to, to a party, to a sporting <laughs> event, to a tailgate. So you were a good time is what you're saying. I tried to, I tried to be a good time. Yeah. <laughs> I tried to have, I tried to, to recruit the right talent for a good time for sure. <laughs> What's that like? I mean, uh, how do you know it's a good time? How do you know it's good talent for that? Um, that's a great question. I mean, you know, grow, growing up, I mean, I've always been a good recruiter, you know, whether it was on a pickup basketball court, it was, you know, trying to identify talent and find out who's going to be great at whatever position they're in. And I think that's something that has served me well as, um, you know, I've moved on to the hospitality career and now the media career. So, so we're the, we're at the age where like, we kind of had to play around with dial up internet um, we kind of dealt with, you know, like chat rooms with, a with AOL. I don't know if you remember doing that. Oh yeah. I mean, all kinds of weird stuff. We went through the stigma of only creepy ass people are on the internet mm -hmm. to now where everybody's on the internet. How did you decide to, to like open up that role of your life? Like what was that experience where you decided the internet's for me? You know, I think, you know, having gone to, I mean, when I was in college in 2000 graduated high school and then went to Boulder, I mean, I remember sitting with Garrett Bleakley, who was my roommate at the time, and we're like, what's this Napster thing? And Napster mm -hmm. was literally a way to download any fucking song you wanted without having to pay any money. Literally, you type in Dr. Dre, and every song you've ever wanted to hear started coming and populating on your playlist, and it was just, it was incredible. Really? You know, it was like kind of, it was like, it was one of those internet, oh shit moments where you're like, oh my God, this is, this is changing. It's changed. It's game changing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but once we opened up the restaurant in 2008, it was the height of the economic recession. You know, it was very difficult time and a lot of very smart people that I loved and cared about. They told me that it wasn't a good idea to open up a restaurant, let alone any restaurant. Um, and especially in East County, San Diego. Uh, we're located in Spring Valley, which is off the beaten path. We're not in gas lamp by the Pacific Ocean. Um, for us, it was, okay, let's get this thing open. Let's activate this liquor license. Let's create a family-friendly experience where someone could have good food, but they can also enjoy NFL Sunday. So you could have a great, great breakfast, but you could also enjoy the 10 o'clock kickoff games. You could also enjoy fight, fight night. You could also enjoy, you know, if the Padres were playing or if the Aztecs were playing. Those things were important for us. 
Um, but what I realized was that nobody was going to promote the restaurant if we didn't promote it ourselves. Well, take me back before we start the promo. Take me back to like getting that thing open. It's 2008. So like if you set the stage, 2008 was not a really good time economically. It was, it was hard to get funding for almost anything. Like Correct. getting loans was difficult at that time. Like you you go back even you know three or four years before that, you fog a mirror, you got a mortgage. It was pretty easy. But when you're starting out, it was tough. How do you go and, and, and then opening a restaurant is another big you know, venture in and of itself. There's a lot of money that goes into just like, you know, everything from, you know, setting up your kitchen to your dining area. Like walk me through like getting that set up like how did you how did you get that thing even started i mean it was it, it, it was a process it was a process of learning you know creating a business plan pitching friends family for investment and the dream that we had to you know get this thing off the ground and whatever it took a lot of the things you we, we learned as we went you know it was it, it was building building out a new bar building out a new you know fixing all the tenant improvements that we had to make to make the concept the way that we wanted um, doing menu engineering fixing the menu um, we're still doing that today. It's 11 years later, <laughs> you know, it's just a never ending process. Um, but for us, we leaned on a lot of resources. I think one of the things that I learned early on was the internet was powerful to help a small independent operator. So something like restaurantowner.com, I could pay $29 and then get access to industry information from other independent restaurant owners, people that have had multiple chain restaurants. Um, they had forms, they had articles, they had all these tools where I didn't feel like I was alone. So it wasn't like reinventing the wheel. It's like, oh, you need a check, an opening checklist for your manager. Here's one that we have and you can edit it for yourself. Resources. Resources. And while, but a resource is only good if you utilize it. So I had to have a team, you know, I have Eric Olafson, who's a, who's now a business partner, but he was our opening bar manager at the time. And, you know, he complemented my weaknesses in a way that we had to have that team off the ground. You know, you got to have people that believe in the vision. And for me, I had to sell him on a dream that there was going to be a successful concept in East County. I mean, he had moved out from Maine. He was working at Coronado's at POE's. Uh, he was working in Pacific Beach, you know, all these sexy tourist destination spots. And I'm like, yeah, come out to Spring Valley. We're going to build something that no one, no one else has ever built. We're going to build the Boise State, you know, <laughs> the blue field of college football so that people know, hey, you got to come out here and try this. And, you know, he believed in the vision and we were able to pull it off. So that's kind of an important thing. Most people that start their businesses do it all by themselves. You hear about catering companies, like it's the one guy that does all the cooking, does all the booking, does all the, you know, everything all in one shot. Mm -hmm. You didn't take that approach. Why? Well, I mean, at the beginning you kind of do. So you, I mean, we, you have to do whatever you can to keep the doors open. Um, but what I did know is that my back to one of my best talents is recruiting people. You know, I'm not the best shooter on the basketball court, but I can identify in the pregame warmup when I'm picking a team who I want on my team. Mm -hmm. I can identify who's going to distribute the ball. I can identify who's going to hustle. I can identify who's going to rebound. Those are the people I need to have on my team for our team to be successful. Good GM. Um, good GM. Yeah. Good GM. And just being able to understand what we need when we need it um, and ask for help. I mean, I, I've, I've recently started working with David Meltzer, who's a mentor of mine, but he's, he's brought to the forefront that I'm not as good as asking for help as I thought I was, um, which is something that I'm working on now, but just it, 
I have a problem. Men have a problem. Leaders have a problem asking for help because it shows a sign. It's like you have a sign of weakness when the person that can help you might just be sitting right across the table from us right now. It's funny, man. You're the second person this like this month to bring up David Meltzer. Yeah, like the guy's a rock star, dude. I, I, I'm, I just barely connected with him on Facebook, and just looking through his stuff, I'm like, holy crap! Like this guy's he's incredible. Yeah, he's he also helps. He'll send uh, you. He'll send you his book for free. He'll pay for the shipping. Dude, I mean, connected to goodness. It's an incredible book. I re- recommend anybody reads it. I mean, it just the message that he has and what he went through and what he's doing now at the age of 52, creating a media company to literally make money, have fun, and help a lot of people. Um, it, his, his vibration reson- resonates, resonates with me and resonates with a lot of people. Dude. He's, yeah. He's, he's seen everybody that I've spoken to well the, well, the two people that I've spoken to now, um, that have introduced me to him all would speak that highly of him. What is it about, about what he's offering or what he's message that he's, that he's sending out that you've implemented in what you're doing? I mean, I think, you know, one of the, the easiest way I can explain it is through, you know, through music. When, when you're growing up, when we were growing up and, and Tupac came out, it was like, I didn't grow up in the ghetto. I didn't grow up urban. But what he was saying, what Eminem was saying, those were like, it was my anthem. Mm-hmm. You know, like the things, they just resonated with me in a way that even though I was from La Jolla, you know, <laughs> like, what is a guy like me listening to hip hop? But that's what I, that was the culture that I connected to was basketball culture, you know, watching the Lakers, watching Kobe, Kobe watching this Mamba mentality those things resonate with me on a level the same way that Gary V resonates with me on a level, the same way that Tim Ferriss resonates with me, the same way that David Meltzer resonates with me. And then they're accessible through podcasts. They're accessible through the internet. They're accessible through blogs, through the content that they put out, whether it's an Instagram stories, whether it's an Instagram post, whether it's on Facebook, that stuff is meaningful and it allows me to consume the content and implement it in my life. And you're asking, what have I implemented I've implemented a daily habit and that's a a daily habit that I do every day that I started because part of, you know, just wanting to be healthy again, wanting to be a better husband to my wife, uh, Rosica, who's my Bulgarian bride and wanting to be a better dad to my son, Colleen and my daughter, Mila, knowing that. Whoa, your daughter's name is Mila? Yeah, my daughter. Mine too. No way. Yes. Really? M-I-L-A. Yeah. Yeah. And then my son's Liam, L-I-A-M. Really? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Crazy, That's, wow. dude. Yeah, Mila's uh, short for Malanka. My wife's uh, mother's name is, is Malanka. Wow. But wanting to be a better dad and wanting to be around, you know, I mean, I've I've high blood pressure. You know, I've gotten out of shape. I'm not the, you know, athlete that I once was, and I need to do a better job working on that. How do I work on that? I know it, it's simple math, right? Yeah. It eat, is. eat less, eat work less, out work more. more. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's just simple math. We all know that. But how do you implement something that's a daily habit? a daily habit on an exponential basis and back to, you know, Kobe Bryant and the Mamba mentality because of 4am he, Kobe Bryant gave an acceptance speech at the ESPY um, awards when he got the icon award talking to all the athletes. The reason that we're up here, the reason that we're up here getting this award is because of 4am it's because we're willing to put in the two a days, the five a days we're willing to bleed. We're willing to cry. We're willing to do whatever it takes every day to achieve the impossible, to achieve what we want in life. And, you know, I've taken that to heart. I've started to wake up spending, you know, an hour and a half deep dive on my own self, um, which is reading, writing. And um, every sunrise I've been taking, I call it a a jog. It's 
basically just getting out and moving. Um, and I'm on day 29. Tomorrow will be day 30. But it's it. Tell me how much of a difference it's made in your life, though. Like, it, you know, something as simple as that extra hour or two in the morning to like develop your own personal habits. Like they, it, you've done it for 29 days. I saw a difference in just getting up and doing it in like a week. Was I tired? Yeah, I was yeah. tired at first, right? But by by the end of the month, you're not as tired. You feel like you got more energy. The clarity of mind, like it's amazing how much you uh, can reflect on what you've done and what you're what you're trying to accomplish. Like I don't know about you, but for me, journaling has been one of those things where, like, at the end of the day, when I'm writing down like what it was, I'm either looking for results or excuses, right? Like, yeah, it, it, I'm I'm looking at it going, I was full of shit today. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I didn't accomplish what I needed to accomplish. I have my one thing on the board for every single day. Like, did I accomplish my one thing? Is it is it that easy to do? But if you don't even like, it's one thing to just write it on the board. It's another thing to go about your day trying to focus on that thing. Yeah. It's another thing about ending your day and and reflecting back. Did I actually do it? And like with no BS with yourself, like true accountability. Did you, did you do it? Yeah, accountability. Yeah, hundred percent. Like that's I don't know. To me, you know that I mean, the, the, you might reflect on yourself and say, you know, it's kind of a jog walk, or whatever, and you're kind of laughing at yourself. But you're doing it. You know how many people are not? Well, I mean, that's part of the power of digital hospitality, which is what we talk about every week on our podcast is we live in a world where you can document it. You can have accountability partners that are on the internet. Yeah. And literally once I started posting pictures of my phone at 4 a.m. or pictures of me on my walk, I had all these people starting to reach out saying, oh, I, I want to get healthy again. You know, what are you doing? Like, you know, how did you get inspired to do that? And it's like, you know, I read David Meltzer's book. I listened to Finding Center podcast by Nick Hardwick. Um, lots of things. People that I follow, you know, there's people that I admire and I follow and they're posting, you know, when they're working out. And you wouldn't think the problem that we have now in this day and age is we get into our own heads. Like, well, what are they going to yeah. fucking think? What are they going to think if I post that? Like, I'm being cocky and I'm, I'm bragging that I'm working out mm. and, oh, you're better than me. It's, it has nothing to do with that. All I'm doing is just documenting. I'm just documenting. And I'm if nobody saw it, I just know that I'm it's there in my story. Yeah. <laughs> I know and it's there in my story. And if I don't put it there tomorrow, then I've I've failed myself. I yes. failed my own goal. Yes. I mean that's that's for me in the morning. Now I've gotten to the point where I have like five or six people that I tag on my morning picture. Yeah. Right. And but these people have said, Hey, I want to be accountable. I want to be able to do yes. this in the morning. And so they've joined the group. But I also wonder, I know there's a ton of people that are not part of my accountability Correct. group, but there's still an influence that I've placed on them just because yes. they see it happening. Correct. I mean, I mean, how many people that you know every single day come up to you and be like, the one of the first things they tell you is what they've seen in your story. Absolutely. Right? It happens all the time. Well, because that's where the pulse is. I mean, you know, that's the cool thing about Instagram stories right now, and that's what's connecting with a lot of people is that if they're following your stories, then they're seeing a glimpse, mm-hmm. a glimpse into your life, a glimpse. It's not just Sean, the barbecue restaurant owner, or Sean, that's doing the podcast. It's, you know, Sean being a dad, you know, Sean trying to you know be a better husband, Sean going out on date night, Sean running, trying to run, climbing a mountain, um, Sean showing the sunrise, Sean showing East Lake where we just moved to like, that's just a glimpse in, into my life, but it's also allows people to go, you know, I've always like, I'm already running. What about if I run and I post, 
maybe it's not about me running that's posting, but maybe it's the people that are following me that might inspire them. Mm. Post more because you never know who you're going to inspire. All right, we've led into this whole social media posting thing. Um, and we, I mean, both of us have, have grown up where there was no internet. Now we have internet, Yep. right? So um, you started your business. You, you started doing catering. You kind of mentioned a little bit that, you know, nobody was going to promote it, but you, yep. like, how did you decide to do this like podcast thing or, you know, to create content, that sort of stuff? I mean, I think it's just kind of been an evolution of, you know, the, in, on June 29th, 2007, that was the day that the first iPhone came out. And the reason why that's an important date is it's not that long ago. It's <laughs> no, only 13 it's years ago. You know, and if we're talking about how much the smartphone has changed all of our lives, I mean, literally from my wife, instead of going to Target, it's easier for her to, at the end of the night, be in bed and order diapers to get Amazon delivered to our door. Mm-hmm. Like, it's literally easier to do that. And it makes more sense to do that than to go and fight you know, the parking lot to go inside and then somebody's upset at Mm -hmm. the cashier. There's not enough cashiers or the self checkout doesn't work. Like, well, I'm just going to have Amazon deliver it. That's the world that we live in. So how are we adapting to that? It's changed everything. It's changed every business. And because we've had to do it all ourselves, you know, as a small business in spring Valley, it's given us the tools, the muscles, you know, it's kind of building all these muscles of, how do you use Twitter? How do you use Facebook? How do you use Instagram? How do you use it personally? How do you use it for business? There's no experts. <laughs> Despite what people say that they're an expert on Facebook marketing or they're an expert on LinkedIn or they're like, they're they might be, work for them. they might be good at that right now, but that doesn't mean that it's going to work six months from now. Mm-hmm. What matters is that you're doing it and that you know that it's important. You're a practitioner. You're a practitioner. That's correct. Because right. there's no other way for you to learn to to try something new, to figure out what failed, to figure out what works, unless you're actually doing it. Correct. You got... Oh. Oh. That seemed like a pretty good time to interrupt today's regularly scheduled number one podcast in San Diego for a purely selfish, completely irreverent, sell-out cash-grab word from our sponsor. Hernan, what are we selling today? I got two engagements I want you guys to go to. One is on this Thursday, February 13th. It is Resolution 2020. Look, it doesn't matter what day of the year it is. When you decide you want to make a change, that's when you're going to make a change. You might have made a resolution on January 1st, but are you keeping up to it? Resolution 2020 is going to light that little fire under your butt, get you back into gear. If you fell off the wagon, it's okay. It's easy to get back on and get to your goals. That's what Resolution 2020 is all about. On February 25th, we're going to be at Fuck Up Nights. This is where you have three speakers that are going to share their stories, their biggest fuck-ups in business. You're going to want to listen. Nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. That's the problem. That's the that's the best part about in being in business is as long as you're trying something, you're going to make a mistake. You're going to modify. You're going to learn. You're going to adapt and keep moving forward. So that's going to be on February 25th. I want you guys to check it out. Details will be in the show notes. And now back to the number one podcast in San Diego, the Business Bros Pod. He's pretty energetic. I need to get you into stadiums and arenas. <laughs> <laughs> I got guys. I can I can I can get you dialed in. <laughs> there you go. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> <laughs> He has fun with it, man. Uh, hey, don't laugh about it. If that's, I got to do something if, back if, here, right? If that's what you want, we can make it happen, man. I'm down. I'll uh, do it. I'll, I'll, I'll have some fun with it. Okay, good. We'll make it happen. 
He loves it, dude. Like for a long time, we were doing the podcast. Him and I. When I dragged him into it, he didn't. He didn't want to do the podcast. Right. Oh, yeah. I was like, "Hey, dude, we're doing a podcast." He's like, ah, "Fine." <laughs> I was like, "Hey, dude, we're doing it every day." What? I was like, "All right, but we got to record some episodes to get going." He's like, "Fine." <laughs> Cracks open some beers. He's uh-huh. like, "Let's do it." That's where the business bros came from. We're there like, you go. Three or four beers in, a couple episodes in, and we're like, "Welcome to another episode." He's like, "I did this, bros." Stuck ever since. It's fantastic. <laughs> and then later on, he's like, "I got to do something, dude. I got to do, man. I'll do my movie voice." I was like, "Go for it, dude. It's our show. Do whatever you want." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's. What there's, are you gonna do? Fire me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the best part about creating your own content. Yeah, no, dude. You do what your hearts desire. Exactly. People are gonna like it and not gonna like it. They're gonna tune in. They're not gonna tune in. It's That's the best simple. part of the world we live in. Dude, that, it is. And, it's, and I love how you were talking about Instagram stories because, you know, there are people who, who are, like, nervous about getting in front of, you know, like, behind the camera when they take selfies all day. But they're nervous about, you know, saying stuff or, or expressing their opinions or whatever. What are people going to think? What are people going to think? Dude, that's the – how old were you when you, like, stopped really giving a shit about what people think? I mean, probably when we opened up the restaurant, you know, like, that was – when we're in survival mode and we're like, we – Everything that we have believed in, all the money that we raised, we're all in here. And if we don't make this fucking thing work, then we're going to be failures and we're not going to fail. So how are we going to not fail is by figuring out marketing, by figuring out social media, by figuring out the internet, by figuring out our website. All those things were vital for us, creating a brand, creating opportunities for ourselves to do things that other single unit restaurants don't get able to do. Ever do or ever do? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I'm, restaurants said, "Okay, let's get digital. We're gonna build a website." Uh, yeah, that's exactly. It's a, a great start. Uh, you should have done that a long time ago. Uh, well, I mean, the back, exactly that. So, think about the world that we live in. Instagram's now popular. Right now, mm-hmm. we're February 2020. Instagram is a place that everyone's got their attention. So, okay, I'm making sure that the business is posting once a day on Instagram. They don't know at what least. they're posting. Yeah, at least. They don't know what they're posting, but they're posting once a day on Instagram. And then they're hitting the modal so that it goes on Facebook as well. But when was the last time they updated their website? <laughs> well, what's the purpose? So it's like, but what's that's the, the platform. The like that's the content. The content's yeah. getting created. That's great. We want content, but it's getting put onto Instagram. But what about the website? The place that Google's searching and Alexa's searching and Safari's searching. Like their content needs to be there first, and then you can repurpose it for Instagram. I agree with you. Well, okay, so you started a podcast. What was the what was the reason behind that? Uh, the reason behind the podcast was was literally just to go deeper into media, into digital media. And you know, I read I read books. I started to listen to podcasts um, and realized that in the barbecue space and the barbecue business space specifically, there was nobody talking about the business side of barbecue. You know, there were people talking about. Barbecue Central show, Greg Rempe is a close mm-hmm. friend. Love the guy. He's been doing it for, God, I think like 13 years. He's had Gary Vee on his podcast three times when he was doing Wine Library TV. So, I mean, he had an incredible show. But what Derek and I, my, my co-host who owns a butcher shop, what we were talking about was completely different. It was the restaurant side of the business, the catering side of the business. And then we started interviewing sports entertain- people in sports entertainment, other athletes like Landon Donovan. Uh, we started interviewing people in the media that we had made connections with through the butcher shop, the barbecue festivals, um, like Heather Meyer and Tabitha Lipkin. Um, then we got to interview Brian Smith, the founder of UGG. And then we started realizing, then we had Sam, the cooking guy on. And then we started realizing this show is, it's not just, you know, a barbecue business show. This is 
digital media, digital marketing. Um, we have a lot of opportunity to share a story that just really isn't being told. It, from the guests that you've had on the show, because I've had a very similar experience. We've had, I mean, we do it every day. So we have That's guests. Nuts. We try to do a guest every <laughs> it's single nuts. day. It's it impressive. Is, it is nuts. It's but impressive. It's been, it's been one of the greatest. Like you talk about, you know, when, when we started doing it, I told, I told James, I was like, we're going to do this podcast. We're going to do it every day. And we're going to do it for three years. At least. Yeah. In my mind, I was thinking, well, Joe Rogan's in like the thousand episodes. So like quick math, right? That's mm-hmm. going to be at least three years. worth. Of, so if I can get to a thousand the fast, as fast as possible, my audience should also grow. And from there, I should be able to sell more houses. I didn't know I was going to end up interviewing a lot of people in the real estate space at the time. But, <laughs> but that was the initial thought, right? Sure. Now we're to the point where, you know, we've grown our audience. We have had, you know, 200 plus people have been on the show. We've, you know, there now we have people that come on the show and they're like, hey, can I can I use the video? Can I do this? I'm like, hell yeah. Like this is yours to repurpose. We get people that want to do additional things beyond that. And so the need has grown out of what we're doing. And now I'm thinking, well, how do I set that up? Mm -hmm. You know, like what is the next step? How did you end up creating a whole new business out of this whole podcasting thing. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. It's, you know, something where Stover, um, who's my producer now of the podcast, him and I worked together. He started best barbecue show in Austin, um, about the same time that we started behind the smoke. So in 2017 and, you know, we became friends through Instagram live. Literally he was at Franklin's, which is, you know, the Mecca of barbecue, um, he was there with Yoni, his co-host, and they were doing Instagram Live, and I got on, and I was just bullshitting with them, talking to them, you know, establishing a, a connection. And most people think like, oh, it's another barbecue podcast, that's my competition, or that's another barbecue restaurant, that's my competition. And we've never thought that way. We think of Rising Tide lifts all ships. Mm-hmm. We know that the craft beer industry in San Diego is stronger. Ballast Point sold for a billion dollars because of stone because of Carl Strauss, because of all these other incredible breweries that we're willing to share. So for us, what we see is it's so important to do so many people think, but you have to do. And the problem with thinking and planning, which is great because you've, you've got to have a a show name. You got to have a logo brand is important. Um, but you, you can't prevent that from doing. And once you start doing, then you figure it out, you just like everybody else. Yeah. Our yeah. logo didn't come into existence no. until like 100 and something episodes in. Correct. Like it, and it'll probably change again. And it will change again. Yeah, I'm sure it will. We were, we were California Comfort Restaurant and Sports Bar when we first opened. Now we're Cali BBQ Media. We changed about six different times through there. <laughs> and and it is what it is. Again. And we'll probably change again. But that's just you know the evolution of the brand and evolution of who we are as people, who I am, who my team is. Um, but you know, finding Stover really got to the point where I was telling him what my idea was for Cali barbecue media. And that was essentially combining the podcast and the blog and the events with our barbecue restaurant. So how do you combine those into one mobile first website? I needed somebody else. And I got Kyle Fluger who does Mithral media. He's a local guy, met him through friends, Dave and Jeff, who have a podcast. They were on sports radio for 20 years. Um, but he did their website. So reached out, we established a connection and he said, yeah, he'll do it. Then I needed somebody to help produce the podcast um, because could I do it? Yeah, I could do it. But I know that I'm better when I'm actually engaging with the guests, doing the thing that I do best. Um, So I reached out, 
did a post on work pop, which distributes to, um, all the major sites as well as Facebook, Twitter, basically just asking my network, Hey, is there somebody that does video and audio production? Because as much as we care about audio, just like you guys have cameras, you've got to produce video content for Absolutely. video because you're already producing the content. Now you got to repurpose. He's writing show notes because show notes need to be found by Google video, audio, and written. Yep. Now you have three. That's the triple threat. So once you're creating those and you have a team that's helping you create those, we realize that if I'm doing that for the restaurant, for digital hospitality, not only can we do it for us, but we can do it for clients. We can help other business owners literally unlock the thing that's been holding them back, which is everyone's trying to do digital marketing. Everyone's trying to do social media marketing. You're basically just throwing darts out there hoping that something sticks. Once you start creating content and start creating your own media, then you distribute it to all the other channels in a way, but you also own it on your own website. By owning it on your own website, that's where all the power is because then you can cut it for LinkedIn, you can cut it for Instagram, you can cut it for Facebook, you can purpose it for Twitter, um, you can make a TikTok video out of it. That's where all the power is. Not only that, but then you have native video, native audio that you can share with your guest. Mm -hmm. Their guest can share with their partner. If you're at an event, then whoever's the sponsors of the event can get that content. Now you're talking about exponential eyes that are able to see what happened. And that's that's all impressive because, you know, when I when I tell people all the time when they come on the show, I'm like, look, this is 30 minutes of you telling your story, whatever it is, whatever it's going to be at the end of the show. I'm going to give you the video, the audio. You're yeah. going to have it. You can repurpose it. And we do the same type of thing. I'm like, most people don't listen to an entire episode all the time. Like yes. if they're driving, yeah, in the background, yeah, they'll listen to, to entire episodes. But for the most part, they don't consume it like that. They consume the 30 second, 60 second repurposed clips that we do over and over and over again. That's what you see on our, on our Instagram every single day. That's what you see on our Facebook. That's what you see on, you know, always on Twitter, on Twitter. Yeah. yeah but not good. as active on Twitter, but we well, are you on will Twitter. be, you yeah, will be after, definitely. after today, you heard it here. Business bros getting real active yeah, on Twitter. I definitely. Am. I, you know what? And I have been and LinkedIn and LinkedIn. Good. Yep. And TikTok and like, TikTok. We're, we're there we on go. Everywhere. Snapchat. No, not yet. I do have a Snapchat, but right. I don't use it very we're much. We're business bros on Snapchat. It's coming soon. Boom, boom. See, well, look at and, that. And we're that, signing you my, up. And that, that's my point, though. That's email marketing. You guys sending out emails? Doing that. Boom, Mailchimp or what? What are we using? Um, ClickFunnels. ClickFunnels. Boom. Look at that. Mm-hmm. All right, I better get those emails. Yeah, you will. You will. Good. But and then that's the thing, though. It's like I didn't know all that stuff, and you know, we didn't start developing a lot of these things until we're like 200, 250 episodes in. Like all that is an evolution of you creating something and realizing that how do I make this just a little bit better? How do I expand my audience? Sharpening your saw. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's been, it's been ridiculous. Um, when you develop your team, is it something that you like brought on people, salaried people, or you look for partners? How did that work? I mean, we're looking right now we have partners. So blue vision entertainment, which is now rising, rising tide creative, uh, Aaron Roberts and Brandon, um, they're, essentially creating, they, they want to create a Hollywood in San Diego. There's so many creative people that don't want to go to LA mm -hmm. um, in the film industry and in the video industry. And they're starting to realize that business owners need the content. We need creative people in our lives to help us carry our mission out. Mm -hmm. If you're, I don't care if you're a nonprofit, you know, we mentioned the Leukemia Lymphoma Society. We're going to start creating a lot of content because how are we going to beat blood cancer? 
the only way we're going to beat blood cancer is by talking about it, by sharing stories about it, by having video about it so that people understand that this is a problem. We can't have kids having cancer. We can't have anyone having cancer. And it's not just about Leukemia Lymphoma Society. It's about all of cancer. It's so a how do we, kind of awareness. How do, how do we empower the researchers? How do we empower the people that are actually going to make it? We have to do that through the best way that we know how, which is digital media and in person. You know, so as much as there's that digital side and the digital push, the hospitality side, you know, my phone is actually being repurposed now as a camera for YouTube and Facebook, but I'm not on my phone. You know, that's the thing that we teach our staff at the restaurant. Every business has to be in the hospitality business. So as much as I love digital, as much as I care about social, as much as I care about posting, it's fine if someone else is capturing the content that we're having, mm -hmm. but this is where the magic happens. Yes. The magic happens in person. The magic happens when you go and you teach your class at Eastlake and they're sitting there listening to you, whether they're public, whether they're putting a story up, that's fine. But if they're sitting there engaging on something else in their phone, that's where you lose them. Absolutely. When you go into a restaurant, when you go into a target, if somebody's there and they're present, that's the hospitality because they're anticipating your needs. They're there for you as a human. They're giving you, they're practicing empathy. That's, a, that's I can't even listen to an audio book if I'm scrolling through Facebook and it have an audio book. It, it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't hear any of it. So. Correct. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, that, that comes down to us being, you know, supposed multitaskers. We're not. There's no way for you to really multitask. There's there's only time for you to do one thing at a time. Yeah. And if you, if you, that's why, you know, for us, when we do our week sheets, when we do our, you know, planning for the day, we focus on that one thing. Like you, have, you to. have to focus on the one thing to get that one thing done because if you have six different things, you're never going to get it done. That's like same thing. Your computer, do you have like 50 million tabs open? Because if you do, you're never going to complete any of the one task that you're trying to get done. Focus on one thing, get it done, then move on. You yeah. will complete multiple tasks that way, but you have to finish that one first. Yep. Priority. Correct. Shout out to Melina Palmer, the Be Thoughtful Revolution. Uh, I now have a sticky note on my computer that says only the task or project that I'm working on can be on my desk or open on my desktop at any time. So I've really cut down on having multiple windows open. And I like clutter, that. Right? Clutter. I like that. Clutter. I, I, I like what you're talking Marie about. Kondo. Very Kondo. <laughs> yeah. That's that Netflix. That's that Netflix magic. What do you mean? What do you mean? Netflix she's magic? Marie Kondo. Uh, she, Marie Kondo. The oh, Chinese, Chinese. Yes. I think she's uh, Japanese. 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 Yeah. Japanese yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. I know exactly. She declutters everything, right? She comes into Americans houses and teaches them. What's what, up? Yeah. What's up? <laughs> I mean, we just, we carry a lot of stuff. We carry a lot of baggage and we that bag, do. that baggage prevents us from doing the things that we want to do that are going to make us happy, that are going to impact the world, that are going to make a difference. Physically and mentally. Correct. I mean, that's, that's, that's for me. That's always been one of those things where I've, I've been like, I'm a Leo. I have a lot of pride. It's always been one of my biggest strengths, but also one of my biggest weaknesses. Mm -hmm. I would not do things for fear of looking like an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like growing up, it was like, you can laugh with me. Don't laugh at me. Yeah. You know what I mean? But now, like, I don't know. At some point, once I started doing this, I, I don't think like before we had the podcast, I had a Facebook and I had an Instagram. Correct. But it was just like, that's how I got invited to parties yeah. and kept up with fans. I was like checking email. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? It's not until I started the show that I really started to get to the point where, you know, on the one hand, I don't really care what you have to say if you're criticizing. On the other hand, 
I absolutely care about every comment that gets laid For on sure. there because I, I want to connect with people and I You're want grateful. You know, yeah, grateful I'm that anybody's listening. Hundred percent. But you know, but I'm okay with the criticism. Like the criticism has been like that's secondary. That's more like, okay, well, what did I do? How do how do I fix that or how do I change sure. or how do I improve? But I don't take it like a personal offense anymore. Absolutely. That's that's and, and I think that comes with constant the being behind the camera constantly saying things if i fumble a line stumble or forget a word like it's not a big deal anymore. i mean i think that's the power of doing yeah. you know until you do you start to build up this fear you know when i when we first started getting invited to come speak on local news on fox 5 or you know on cbs 8 or kusi they would invite us to talk about the barbecue festival and i was worried that they're going to ask me you know, as an imposter of barbecue, you know, what the fuck does this guy know? He doesn't know anything about barbecue. Like you grew up in La Jolla. What are you talking about? You know, you have a business in Spring Valley. Let's talk to someone from Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Let's talk to someone from Austin. Let's talk to someone from Memphis. But that's you putting those restrictions on yourself. I did that to myself. No one cared. No one can tell the Cali barbecue story better than I can. <laughs> it's your story. And it's my story. You know, it's my story. It's our story. It's all of those hardworking staff. I mean, we have 55 people that literally bleed Cali blood. Like they're family, family forever. And we have people that have worked for us that don't work for us anymore. They've gone on to, you know, other careers and they're always family and they're part of our story. We have people that, I mean, they're, they're brand ambassadors. We couldn't have a better sales force than these people that absolutely love what we do because what we do is part of their story, you know, and in any way that we can be a part of that, that's the best, that's the greatest gift we can possibly have. Speaking of stories, what's, what's next? Like, I mean, no entrepreneur is ever content with where they're at. You've you've built a company in the midst of a great recession. You've you've grown that company to 55 in staff and growing. You've started a podcast. You now have a media company. Like what is on the horizon for you? What's what's what are you looking at to achieve now? Well, I mean, we we want to we want to cure cancer. You know, that's a huge responsibility. And however we can do that, you know, as a collective group here in San Diego and inspire the other Leukemia Lymphoma Society chapters, which are 52 other chapters in in the United States, however we can inspire them, that's important. Um, But primarily giving the gift of content creation to other business owners, other people that lets them unlock and live the life that I've been able to live. Because back to what you said, you can do whatever you want. Nobody's telling you how, what you can say and what you can't say, what ads you should read, what ads you shouldn't read. This is your show. This is your content. You can invite whoever you want to come on the podcast. You know, and once people start looking at their marketing budget, their branding budget as creating media, it changes everything. It changes everything because you're no longer focused on you. You're focused on the story of the village. You're focused on the story of the customer. You're focused on the story of the vendor. How can I give back and how can I produce content for somebody that might not be able to? Mm-hmm. Once they do that, it's cha- it's game changing. You can have whatever you want if you can help enough people have what they get what they want. Absolutely, dude. It's it's been uh, it's been real, dude. Like hearing your story and and what you've developed. I mean kind of makes me feel a little more validated as to where we're going. Dude, you guys are doing all the right things, man. I'm super proud of everything that you're accomplishing because so many people would look at this and be like, you know, well, you're putting some internet show. Like, who do you think you are? You can't listen to those people. None of that matters. They don't get it. They think the earth is flat, <laughs> like so pre-internet true. earth flat, <laughs> like pre-internet, like literally they're terrified of the other side. They're terrified of 
privacy rights or what, you know, what are people going to think if I start publishing? But then eventually you're going to come a time where you're whatever business you're in, whatever cause you're trying to raise money for, if you're trying to, you know, help your kids get funding for their little league, whatever, whatever you're trying to do, you're going to look at your phone and be like, well, why aren't we on the phone? Why aren't we on Facebook? Mm -hmm. like, why don't we have, like, I'm looking at all this other stuff. I'm choosing of where to donate my money to all these other causes. Why isn't our cause coming up in the feed? Like once you make that leap, everything changes. It's so funny, man. Like my network in the last year and a half since we've done this podcast is huge. It's yeah. Massive. Like I can pick up the phone and call almost anybody. I, my wife's my wife's a teacher at Bonita, right? And she teaches drama, so she's putting on this this play, and she put out an email uh, or a, a post on like uh, buy nothing national city or whatever. It's where you like ask for stuff and people mm -hmm. like share stuff. What she is put, it called? On what on uh, which platform? Buy nothing national city. Okay, like it's just people saying, "Hey, I'm looking for I know a bed or I'm looking for this." Okay. she's looking like for offer stuff. up type. Yeah, like okay. but without selling it. It's just oh like, yeah, it's just you know I'm giving it I'm away. Giving it away you know, instead of throwing it in the trash. Exactly, Got it exactly. So she posts that she needed some stuff. And so I, I took that post and I reposted all my stuff. And boom, 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 boom. Like people are just yeah. hitting up. Mm -hmm. That power, that ability to say, um, you know, hey, I need help with this. And people come to your side. It only comes from being able to put out content like this. Yeah. And meeting people, shaking hands. And asking. And asking. Melts are magic. Oh my you got to ask. Asking is huge. You empower somebody to be a part of the story because they're now you've, you've given them the greatest gift. I mean, Did it make you feel a little bit like George Bailey at the end of It's a Wonderful Life? Dude. <laughs> you, you know, right? funny you say that, dude. Like, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a crier. Like, it's, it, I'm, I just don't cry very often. I cry all the time. I'm, uh, he does. He wears his heart on his sleeve. Like, yeah. he, I Maybe think we're he took, the same. Yeah. Yeah, he took his... I can't take it. I'm just like... Yeah, my wife's like, what's wrong with you? Why are you always crying? I watched <gasps> Endgame nine times. I cried nine times. It's <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well... I don't, right? And I don't know, sometimes I feel asshole-ish because I don't. But anyways, at the end of that movie, that scene almost gets me every year, dude. It's the one where I'm like, like I start to feel it, dude. Yeah. And it's that scene. Like, I watch that movie. And I don't want to watch the movie with anybody else, not the kids or anything, because I'm like, you're going to distract me. This is my one scene where I feel emotion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> There's the right? one time a year where I feel emotion. Time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But it's true, dude. That's the scene because for me, oh, that's that's good. the epitome of what I want to be able to do. Like, to you know, when I talk about you know having fame and fortune, that scene is exactly how I, I feel like I how I see it in my yeah. life. Where you know I might need something, and everybody who I've helped my entire life is there. Yeah, that's got my back. It means I've made an impact. That's mm -hmm. that's exactly what it's about. I mean, you know, think about think about Kobe Bryant. I never met him personally. Oh I, my god, I, I cried multiple times a day for the first week i've never met him dude I, never again, never met again. him i mean he was on a big ask on our podcast board because of who he is and what he's done and look at the impact and the gift i mean it was a tragedy it was terrible tragedy terrible tragedy yeah. but but the mamba mentality i mean we went up to staples center we did a you know a whole behind the scenes thing on our youtube page basically talking to other media members all over the globe media members from australia people from the Philippines, people from China, and they're just talking. You know, I, I was talking to a, a, a guy that came up with us, June, about the impact that Kobe had in China. He grew up, Yao Ming was the Chinese player for the NBA. So my perception is Yao Ming's got to be their rock star. Yeah. And I was like, well, wasn't Yao Ming the most popular? And he goes, no, Kobe was. It's like, how is that possible? He's like, because he had the Mamba mentality. 
he he was there for the underdog. He taught us about work ethic. Dude, I I shared one of those same stories. I got chills right now when you're talking about it. I got I shared one of those same stories with the students. I'm like, I don't even watch basketball, but I I know like I I saw a video of him where he he goes to do a fadeaway and he misses the shot, and it's not even like a postseason game, nothing. He missed. He stays after, and he takes that same shot over and over and over again for hours yeah. to perfect that shot. Yeah, that's not what other people do. Like there's there's skill and there's talent, right? He was born with natural talent, granted, but the skill is that is what he developed over time, over just consistently working his ass off to get better and better. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a lot of people fall short is they might have talent, but talent's only going to get you so far. It's those little habits that you do on a daily basis to develop those skills to sharpen your saw, right? Yeah, that's that's why we respected him so much. That's why he was, you know, that's the mama mentality. Like you said, that's huge, it's huge. and it's and we see it. Like you can tell when a human's like, like when somebody's bullshitting you, like you can tell, like, mm-hmm. no, 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 I don't believe that, whatever, whatever. But like with him, you, you could see exactly what he's doing. Even, even like when they kept showing clips of like him and his daughter and he's like training with her, like you can see how much he's pushing on her yeah. without pushing, just showing like, you know, be the example. Like she wanted to be like her dad because, because she saw what her dad does. And Correct. I try to take that with my kids too. I don't know about you. Like, like I don't force my kids to go out and run, to go out and do this. They do it because they, they see, see me you every it. day doing it. You know yeah. what I mean? They see me putting out content every day. They want to put out content every day. Like I don't have to tell them to do it. They're inspired because you're an example. And that's what that's you know when you're putting out content and helping people do that sort of stuff. You know that's exactly what we try to do on a daily basis. That's why you know now committed to doing this every single day. There's not a day we can't. I mean, it's the best. I mean, that's, that's literally, that's literally become that. That's why people are reaching out to us. You know, I have business owners, you know, people that I care about deeply and they have businesses and they're like, can you help us? You know, we have two clients, both our client number ones, you know, Brian from hot sauces and more and Josh from American factory wheel. We're going to help them create their own podcast, their own video, their own, literally their own media company within their business. And they're going to, they're going to change the game. I know it in my heart and it's going to be so cool to be along the journey with them, watching them, empowering them to do what we've been able to do for ourselves. It's amazing. Dude. Love it. Hand up, right? Helping people get a hand up. Oh, Sean. Uh, you're just telling me that. Oh yeah. You too. I like Sean? that. I like that. Raising the roof. <laughs> it's been awesome, man. Thank you for Appreciate coming on the you. show. Absolutely. Ladies and gents. Oh, um, actually, I always forget to do this at the end. We're going to do the segment, the Ask the Bros segment. So think of a question that you want to ask us, personal business. And uh, while you think of that, ladies and gents, just a quick reminder, James and I are in the insurance business. Pipeline Insurance is the name of our insurance agency. So make sure you guys hit us up for all your insurance needs. Maybe adding insurance into your business is the way to do it. It's a nice residual income that we can add. If you're a loan officer, you got a tax office. Why are you letting those clients walk out without offering them additional products or services that can help them and you? Hit James up, 619-884-0045 or james at csfirst.com. Resolution 2020 is happening on Thursday. February 13th. Make sure you guys check that out. Use the boss, use the promo code BOSS2020. And then February 25th, we're going to be having fuck up nights. So make sure you guys check that stuff out. We're going to drop the notes in the, in the, or we're going to drop the links in the show notes. All right. You ready? I'm ready. Ask away. So my question is, how do you help somebody who wants to publish content, but they have the fear of what people are going to judge them on? You know, um, the number one way I've been able to do that is to bring them on the show. 
Um, they get nervous at first, but they realize that they we're just having a conversation and before long the cameras disappear. And then I have the, the content that we can repurpose for them. We can create little branding things for them. Um, what I tell other people that are not on the show is to use the story features. Like this is one of those things where it's going to disappear in 24 hours. Yeah. If you don't like it, who cares? Like it's gone. But get in the habit of posting it and get yourself comfortable with seeing it for 24 hours. Yeah. You know, if you do it every single day and you, you post at least once like that, it's going to disappear. And not very many people are going to watch it, but you're going to get more comfortable yourself with being behind the camera and then you'll get better. And then you, then you can start to maybe make a post that lasts a long time or, mm -hmm. or, you know, open up and, and do a little segment or whatever it is that we want to do. But the first thing is to get comfortable with yourself. This is your face. This is your voice. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's the way everybody's seen you. It's the way everybody's heard you for many years. Get out of your own way. Yep. That's, that's for me. That's the two things that we like to do. What what do you what have you always wanted to tell your brother that you haven't told him? <laughs> Funny guy, this guy. Yeah. He's really hilarious, actually. Thank you so much for starting a daily podcast. Thank oh, you. Man. I love you for starting a daily podcast. Yeah, Isn't exactly. that what you've always yeah, wanted to tell that's him? That's exactly what I wanted. Was, yeah, yeah, that's that's exactly what it is. No, I don't know. I'm honestly I'm pretty honest with him. I, I don't think that there's anything that I'm keeping from him you, you told him he needs to have an iphone right not an android i mean that's his be, choice honestly you know i'm, I'm not, not i'm not i'm not i'm not an iphone pusher you like, need to guide him better. i mean i'm gonna keep my iphone but and yeah. i watch and i watch and mac and my imac and macbook and honestly it doesn't matter iphone or android the most important thing is that you're producing content absolutely yeah it doesn't matter there you go it can be any kind of phone it is. As long as it's connected to the internet. And it's got a camera on it. And it's got a camera. And you're solid. That's it. That's it. That's Speaking of cameras, need. Sean, take a look at this one over here. Let people know how to get a hold of you. Uh, easy. Go to Google and Google Cali BBQ. And if we don't show up, then I'm not doing my job and I need to do a better job. But yeah, no, we're CaliBBQ.media. Uh, Digital Hospitality is the name of the podcast on all the podcast platforms. Love for you guys to check out. That I'm going to have these gentlemen on, whether they know it or not. I'm inking the deal now. Um, so that'll be cool because I'll get to ask you the questions. That'd be awesome. I'd love it. Yeah. Sounds Sweet. Fun. Oh, and get on Twitter. Tweet at me. Sean, S-H-A-W-N-P-W-A-L-C-H-E-F. The reason you need to be on Twitter is because that's where the media is. That's where the media is. Hmm. I didn't think of it like that. I didn't either until I, until I went to a podcast movement conference. There was a woman, uh, Winnie's son. She was up there. She had, you know, quarter of a million followers on Twitter, and she said, "The reason everyone needs to be on Twitter is guess what? All the media is on Twitter. Old media, new media, they're on Twitter." Hmm. You're right. It's true. I That's always see where their... even president gets a good yeah. chunk of his power, and you know, Luke, uh, Luke Skywalker. I was about to say Luke Hamill. <laughs> that uh, would Mark, be cool. I Mark bet he'd Hamill. have a big account. <laughs> Luke Skywalker would have a. A large Twitter I'm sure following, I'm sure. Mark Hamill does, and like, yeah, no, you're right. That's where all the media is. Yeah. I started off on Twitter, and then I lent, and then I, I took my foot off the gas for a while, and so moved the, over the to... the biggest advice is don't discriminate any platform. I, true, right? true. Because we all come up with reasons why we shouldn't be on it. And I, I wouldn't say it shouldn't be on it. My thing is, I come up with reasons why I didn't post on that platform. Mm -hmm. Don't do that. Thing. No, don't do just that. Just do it. Don't do that. Just, just do it. Post. Nike. Just yeah, do it. Correct. All right, ladies and gents, that's all we got for you guys today. Peace. Bye bye. Peace. And we're out.
Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you interested in being on the show? Are you looking to sell your home or have a business that needs insurance? Reach out to the Business Bros via email, businessbros at csfirst.com right now or click on the link in the show notes. Thank you for listening. And remember to subscribe and share the podcast with the business professionals who you think would benefit from the show.